Shalom, I am Alan. And I am Leontine. Alan and I are professional tour guides, friends, and immigrants to Israel. In this podcast, we talk about everything Israel and our life here. I moved to Israel, fulfilling a lifelong dream after 30 years as a trial lawyer in Memphis, Tennessee. And I have a lot to say about my homeland. And I was born in Holland, then lived and worked as a licensed tour guide in France and ended my journey living and working in Israel. Yalla, let's go! Shalom, Ellen. Shalom, Leontine, and Shavua Tov. A good week to you. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty yeah? Good, pretty good, pretty good. How was your week? It was a, it's a great week. I'm in the middle of a, of a tour, so it's ah, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Okay. And, yeah. Nice people. Uh, they're, they're wonderful, wonderful people, and uh, they're actually from Buffalo, which is Diane's ah, yes. hometown. Where a they had lo- a lot of snow, no, a few weeks ago. Oh, uh, they've had, they always nice. have a lot of snow, yeah. but this year they've had several uh, major storms that have been reported yeah. uh, internationally. Um, and the Buffalo Bills, which is a football team, uh, is from Buffalo, and they had a great season but lost in oh. the playoffs. This couple <laughs> is, is is wonderful. They're, they're easy. They're 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 pleasant. Uh, but I got a real treat. I got a real treat mm-hmm. because they were coming from uh, Bahrain. Is it Bahrain? Bahrain, yeah, Bahrain. Bahrain, yeah. Um, so they were they were flying in, um, and I was meeting them at the airport. And my mother-in-law, Marilyn, was also coming with them, um, not with them, but coming from, from Bahrain to Israel to visit us. On the same flight? On the same flight. Ah. So she, with the permission of, of the couple I was guiding, um, uh, joined us on the way to Jerusalem and spent the whole day with us uh, touring. Oh, uh, nice. The, the, you know, the foothills and the Jerusalem mountains. And we went and we had a lovely lunch and went and saw the Chagall windows. Mm. Where and did you was, have lunch? We had lunch at the um, uh, Der HaGefen. Ah. Yeah. A beautiful, beautiful. Yes, yes. Uh, nice lunch. And it just, it was, it's kind of, look, I love being with my mother-in-law, but more importantly, I love showing off and, <laughs> and, and showing what I do. So it was a great, great day. And it's great to have uh, her here, and uh, I'm enjoying this tour. So mm. it's a good week. Everything's nice. going good. And you, how's your week? Yeah, yeah, good. I, I um, you know, it's still very. Uh, I mean, you are busy every day, but uh, it's still low season. But I guided uh, a family, and we had the really, really good surprise to arrive in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, and there was nobody. So there is um, something very, very good about coming in the low season. Because there are, you know, it was very, very busy around uh, Christmas, New Year, and so on. And then now things whew, went down again until uh, February, and then it's getting busy, or like mid end of February. But it's you're, getting you're busy again. You're, you're getting off the couch now. Last time we, yeah, last no, episode, you were. I'm still on stuck, the couch. Stuck in the, I had in the like, mud. No, I'm still on the couch, but I have a, occasionally a tour here and there. And uh, it, it was really, really. It's so nice to walk into the church and, you know, just walk around and you are the only ones there. It's, it's, uh, it's a very, very nice experience. So if I can um, advise people next year, for instance, to come, come during the low season, it will get me off the couch, first of all. You know, you know this is changing next week. 
Yes, I know, I know. That's why uh, it's, I'm talking about it because it's the time to come is uh, is you know January from mid January until mid February. Then there's nobody there except the tourist that Alan is guiding and the occasional tourist that I'm guiding, basically. So that was my week. Um, the topic of the week is a really, really great one. I think it's uh, uh, and this is no joke, people. No, it's both tragic and interesting and fun i would say kind of funny yeah kind of funny but it's it's basically tragic it's called the jerusalem syndrome it really exists uh and we're going to talk about it we're going to explain to you what it is and uh, we might have a few uh, personal uh, stories i eh? think that we have uh, we have uh, experienced you do you want me to explain what it is please, or? please yeah. tell us because it's this is yeah. this is a real syndrome people this is Recorded in the annals of all of the medical psychiatric yes. Uh, journals. Yes. So first of all, a Jerusalem syndrome. Um, basically, uh, you have three different types, but basically, it's the idea is that when people come to Jerusalem, they sometimes they feel a very very strong religious wave that uh, uh, comes over them and. Uh, makes them feel that they are the Messiah or that they are Jesus or that they are God or Mary or uh, any a prophet, biblical character any like Samson, Delilah. Right, exactly. And um, they got really struck by this. So that's uh, it's called the Jerusalem syndrome. In the old days, they called it, it was a French word, the fever of Jerusalem, the fièvre. Uh, la fièvre, la fièvre de Jerusalem, the fever of Jerusalem. That's now, what I'm going to call it from now on. La the fever de Jerusalem. Yes, yes. So the Jerusalem syndrome. So you you have three types of people. Uh, there are people that um, have uh, mental issues and uh, already, you know, and then they come to Israel and especially to Jerusalem, and then they, but sometimes also in the deserts or. Uh, in the mountains, but most of the time in the Jerusalem. And then uh, suddenly, while they're in, they're in the Jerusalem, they get this vision that they are Jesus. There are also people that have a fixation on uh, religion or that are like deep, deep, deep religious. And they also get the same problem, you could say, when they arrive here. And then you have people who have no history of mental illness or any religious uh, background. Not that they knew about. Not that they knew about, <laughs> I guess. Uh, they come here. They are totally, let's say, not say normal, but they have pro no no issues, no problems. They come here and they suddenly feel that they are Jesus. And it happens when they go to churches, like the Holy Sepulcher that I just talked about, or to the Wailing Wall also, or maybe to the Temple Mount, or like we said in the desert. You know, the desert is very um, uh, inspiring, uh, <laughs> apparently, for people with this syndrome so that's what it is and there are about in a normal year when not during covid or whatever there are about 100 people per year that uh, we know of that are struck with the jerusalem syndrome now it doesn't stay usually long with people so and they have in hadassah hospital here in jerusalem they have a special ward where psychologists and psychiatrists know how to take care of these people. And usually um, after a few days treatment, they go back to normal. Now I use the word normal again. They go back to um, everyday life or stopping thinking that they are a prophet or a Jesus or whatever. And they become, uh, they are healed. So yeah. that's 
that's what it is. Yeah, so it's, it's so it's and it, it so I want to make sure everybody understands this. This isn't just uh, Christians that believe they're Jesus. It, it it's mm-hmm. Jews, yes, Christians, and Muslims that yes. are uh, afflicted by this uh, syndrome for the reasons that you mentioned. Um, and it's interesting because you, you can walk around Israel and Jerusalem in particular, and you can uh, you can see it in in real time. You can mm-hmm. see people that that get so deeply moved by their experience that they sometimes uh, yeah. break. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had, have you had any um, situations yeah. uh, where yeah. you've been guiding? No, so not, not, not guiding. Pers- personal, personal anecdotes of... Yes, yes, yes. So not, uh, I've never had a person uh, that I was guiding that uh, in front of me uh, started to develop the Jerusalem syndrome. But in the very beginning when we moved to Israel, uh, you know, when you move to Israel, you need to um, do a test to get an Israeli driver's license, if, even if you have already a driver's license in the country where you come from. And um, so I took a few lessons because I'm not uh, driving so often. So I figured I'll take a few lessons before doing the test. And the last lesson, I had it just before the test. So the drive in, driver instructor was taking me on the way that the um, uh, examinator was going to take me and I shared the the last lesson with a young American uh, boy I would say he was maybe 22 23 so first I did my uh, my little tour and then he did his little tour and I already thought he was not such a great driver I did the test I and then my instructor told me okay you passed it it's not official yet but I know you passed it and then the boy passed the test he was a Jewish boy Jewish American and I, I saw it was a disaster. And so the instructor told him, uh, you, you probably didn't pass it. And then this boy, because the instructor was bringing us back to the center of Tel Aviv, he said, you know, it's very problematic because I have no money to take further lessons. And anyway, I'm really having a lot of problems here in uh, since I've been here in Israel because I cannot work because I'm the Messiah, but nobody believes me. And he was very, very serious about him, about it. So I, I figured I was in front of somebody who had the Jerusalem syndrome. Fortunately for me, it was we arrived exactly at the corner where I had to get out of the car because we arrived at my house. So I left the instructor to deal with it. And uh, I've never heard back of this boy, but I'm, I, I was in front of somebody who believed he was the Messiah. And he was a ordinary, nice, Israel, uh, American-looking boy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very yeah, tragic. I, so I've I've had lots of you know people get very moved. Uh, you know when you're with yes uh, people for long periods of time and they come here. This is like the top of their list to come to the Holy Land, to come mm-hmm. to Israel, to go to the Temple Mount, to the Western Wall, to go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. So they get very moved. But I've never seen anybody that uh, that no. actually breaks. I have a I know a tour guide that did. He you know he was with this group and one of the 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 men on the group. Um, kept referring to himself as as the Messiah, uh, and slowly, slowly, he was getting more and more deep into this idea and this belief. And the tour guide actually took one of his friends who was on the tour. He says, "Look, you need to maybe so and so needs need, needs a rest. You know, maybe you should stay back and and rest." And the friend said, "No, let let so and so be so and so. You know, because you, you just don't expect it." And the next day. The friend called the tour guide and said, "Look, he's he's he snapped. He's mm. he's uh, psychotic." Uh, so they rushed, they took him to that 
you know, the, the clinic they have here, they actually have a place, mm-hmm. uh, Hadassah, where you go and you, you, you take people, where they treat 50 to 100 people a year with this, yeah. with this syndrome. It's, it's, um, it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I have not. I, I'm just, uh, as you're talking, I wonder all the Jews that come here uh, to visit and then make the decision, I want to live here, I want... Would that be a little bit like a small Jerusalem syndrome, maybe? Like the, the Zionism that you feel when no, you come here as a visitor? No, that's no? not the same thing. There's a, there's a difference between hmm. a passion and ideology, being, being uh, you know, captured by ideology and belief mm-hmm. um, and a, a psych- psychosis. Th- right. Th- there's, a, there's a difference. Uh, now, I yeah, imagine I that so. belief... That, <laughs> Otherwise, this that, is that a belief, country of... <laughs> that, that belief can, can take you there. I mean, you, can, you might, might yeah. head in that direction. Mm-hmm. And you we know, know somebody, huh? Who, yeah. uh, <laughs> so there, there are... Look, there, there's a guy mm-hmm. that... And, and by the way, anybody that visits Israel, um, I promise you, you'll see it. You'll, you'll see on the streets um, the Jerusalem Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there's one uh, particular guy, you and I have a little... Um, disagreement about this but there's a guy if you go to the church of holy sepulcher you walk the via della rosa in the old city you'll see a man wearing a robe barefooted with a long beard and long hair mm. they call him he's he's gotten a name over the course of the last i don't know 20 years however long he's been here um as uh, the jesus guy yeah his, james is his name uh, james he's mm-hmm. actually um uh he's actually from detroit he's he's, yeah. he's an american um, and, and some people would think like myself, cause he walks around sometimes carrying the, the wooden cross and he, he acts like he's, he, he really acts like he's Jewish, uh, Jewish. He, <laughs> well, I don't know if he's Jewish or not, but he acts like he's Jesus. Yes. Um, and, um, so I, I personally think that, that the guy got here. Okay. He was a preacher traveling the, the, the world and he ended up here, um, dressing and looking like, and talking like, um, and preaching like, uh, Jesus, so I think that's the Jerusalem syndrome. Now, whether he's psychotic or not, I don't know. You know him personally. Mm, I talked talk to, to him. him. Yes, yes. So um, I, I don't. Uh, so I think he's the exception of all the examples for me because okay. he. If you he call is, him the exception. Then I, he's, no. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. It's very, so. James. I talked to him. He was actually born in Canada, and then uh, I believe, and then uh, moved to Detroit. He was not a preacher. He, uh, from what he told me, he was, I don't know, working in business or whatever. He was a uh, Christian, um, and when he came here. Uh, he wanted to live like Jesus. So he, and when you talk to him, he says, I, I, I don't have, people think I have this Jerusalem syndrome, but I don't have it. What I want is to live like Jesus. I don't think I'm Jesus. I want to live like him. And that is why he's walking barefooted. He, wa- he is dressed like Jesus in his time, maybe sandals sometimes, but otherwise barefoot. He wears this long white uh, dress and he lives from charity because that's Jesus wasn't. Uh, Working? Did we ever know about Jesus uh, having a job? He was, he was maybe a carpenter, but that's more his father. No, he was a carpenter. So he, he, Jesus was um, not working. People were hosting him, and so he is also being hosted by different people in the old city. He's Catholic, so he's uh, always with the Catholic Church in the Holy Sepulchre, following them when they do their procession. But he's, he clearly says that he ha- doesn't have the Jerusalem syndrome. So that's wh- what he told me. And he, <laughs> so I can see, <laughs> I, I kind of like him. His name no, is James. Paranoid. When you talk to him, he's a totally normal person. I tell you what, yeah. if you call that normal, I, I, I invite 
all of you listeners to come to Jerusalem yes, and yes. we will go and we'll talk, talk to, to him. You'll go see him. And you and can have a picture him, I made to him. And uh, you decide. Okay. Yes. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, on the, I'll, I'll post the picture we, I made with him together. And uh, anyway, uh, you, you t- told me you just, you saw him the other day because I haven't seen him for a long I time. I did. I hadn't seen him because mm. it, 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 it had he, been cold. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, when you're not wearing your shoes and, and yeah. you know, it's cold. Uh, but I hadn't seen him either. But last week I was, I was walking a group along the Via Della Rosa. I didn't see him near the church. I saw him, um, off in one of the, one of the streets mm. uh, about two weeks ago. Okay. Okay. So I, cause I, I did think of him because I have, I know he was uh, ill at one point, but anyway, so he's, he's back. So back in business. Good for James. Y- did you know <laughs> that, do you ever, do you ever hear the program, The Simpsons? Yeah, Homer Simpson. Yeah, he also had it, no? So, yeah, they yes. they haven't they 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 actually have a very cute episode or episodes. You should uh, you people you should watch it. It's uh, because it's the Simpsons go to Israel, mm-hmm. and they have the Israeli tour guide, and yes. it's kind of funny. They, they you know it's kind of a caricature of well, a, of a tour guide. Maybe no, no, maybe not such a caricature. <laughs> very rude. And uh, but there's yeah. an episode <clears throat> where uh, Homer um, gets. <laughs> the Jerusalem syndrome. Mm. He 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 just kind of freaks out and believes he's the Messiah. And you see him up on the Temple Mount, in I think inside the Dome of the Rock, preaching as if he was Jesus. No, oh. it's it's a it's a it's a it's a cute episode, a tongue in cheek about the uh, uh, the Jerusalem syndrome when Homer visits visits Israel, visits right, Jerusalem. Right. But I have to say, when I I take people to the Wailing Wall, to the Western Wall. And explain everything, and then they go. And sometimes they come back re- really very, very moved. Like not necessarily Jewish or Christian people. You know, I often guide Europeans that you know they say they have not grown up with any religion at all. And but they come back from the Wailing Wall, and they are very, very moved by it. <coughs> and I ask them, like, uh, do you think you might have the Jerusalem syndrome? And then they ask, what is it? And then usually I explain to them, and they say, no, 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 no it's okay. So so far I haven't had any um, uh, tourists, but who, who knows, uh, it might come. So um, that was about the Jerusalem syndrome. So now the question of uh, the week. I, 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 I've ah. got more to say. Oh, Don't oh, cut oh. me off. Don't cut me off. Ah, go ahead. Because <coughs> it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talked, uh, I'm kind of making fun of James, the Jesus, Jesus guy, not not mm-hmm. really, but, but no. I think he's got the, the syndrome. Yeah. And Homer Simpson so. made, made fun of it, but it's actually a very uh, serious mm-hmm. uh, disease that can lead to, to um, real big problems. There was in 2017, do you remember the guy, he's a British tourist. Yeah, he got lost in the Negev. He, uh, well, yeah. he didn't get lost. He, he, yeah. he came to Israel. On a um, bike, right? He was on a uh, bike. He was biking yeah. and decided to head to the desert. As you said, the desert's a very inspirational, biblical place. Mm-hmm. And um, he disappeared. Mm. They found traces of him. Uh, they found he left uh, scriptures, yes. uh, pages of scriptures all over the Negev Desert under rocks, uh, some uh, diary entries. Um, so this, the, the, the supposition is that he, he suffered from the Jerusalem Syndrome. It, 2017 until today, they still have not found yeah. um, this young man. Yeah, um, and it's kind of it, it's if you read the story, it's it's quite tragic. Yeah, yeah. They found his bike and then his laptop and then yes, yeah. yes, yes, and 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 yes, and he he um, 
torn torn the pages from the Bible that, like you said, that he puts. So he left. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It's uh, it's very tragic. All right. It's tragic, but I want to make full disclosure. Okay. Mm-hmm. That Leontine and I, while some of you may think that we're crazy by coming, leaving our homes in France and in Memphis. And, even even I think we're crazy. And coming to Israel. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, I know what you're thinking to yourself, that maybe they're suffering from the Jerusalem mm, syndrome because we was, live in Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you, we're not suffering from the Jerusalem no, syndrome. No, we're not. We're okay. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. I think. Yeah. I think, well, <laughs> we should maybe go and see a doctor and ask. <laughs> All right, so what is the question of the Ah, week? so yes, yeah, so I had uh, this um, Dutch clients, and they, uh, we were walking through the old city, and they said, why? When you go, you know, you have four different quarters in the old city, the Christian quarter, Jewish quarter, Muslim quarter, Armenian quarter, and as soon as you step into the Muslim quarter, you have all these stands that where they sell sweets, like not one or two, but like 20, 30, and it's so small, eh? And you see a lot of people buying the sweets. So they ask, why are there so many sweet shops and why are the Muslims eating so many sweets? Ah, that's a great question. You're talking about the baklava and the, in the, in the, yeah, but also uh, the candies. And, and the, the candies. candies yeah. and the, not just in the Muslim quarter of, or the Arab market of the old city. Travel all over Israel and you'll see uh, Bethlehem and, and Nazareth and all of the Arab villages throughout Israel. They have sweet shops everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and the explanation I'll give for it, uh, I'm sure there are many. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Israelis love sweets. They love sugar. They're addicted to sugar, but everybody's addicted to sugar. Yeah. But the explanation I I think is that the Muslim community, so the Arab Muslim world, in the Islamic tradition and rules, you cannot drink alcohol. Okay, alcohol ah. is forbidden. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to Tel Aviv or you go to the Jewish quarter of the old city, you're going to see bars and cafes with serving alcohol. Mm. Uh, it's very popular for young people to go and meet at the bars where alcohol is served and to drink. Now, uh, Muslims do not have that outlet. So instead, when you go into Nazareth, for instance, I, I, I walk every other, every other store is a sweet shop yeah. and yeah. you see the young people and uh, in there eating the sweets and drinking coffee so that's their outlet mm. um that's 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 my perception uh in view on why they why it's so noticeable that they have sweet shops because that's become their 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 outlet um sweets sweets is a good it's delicious and it's a good thing to sit with a cup of coffee and uh be social with your friends yeah Ah, it's a good explanation. Yes, I never thought about it. I thought it was more like in the culture, but it's true. Why? So it's uh, great. Thank you. So you enlightened me, Ellen, today. <laughs> One last thing to go back to the um, uh, Jerusalem syndrome. Suddenly, I remember I went once to Tzfat, Safed, yes. yeah, which is a very religious, uh, mystic, mystic uh, town in the north of Israel. And many, many years ago when we didn't live here, and I do remember when we left, I said to my sweet Shlomo, you know, here, when I'm here, I can imagine I could come and live here for a year and dedicate the, our life completely to uh, to the Torah, you know, and live really the rhythm of a religious life for one year. I didn't. So I guess I had a little, well, little maybe, Jerusalem Maybe syndrome. I should take you to the... <laughs> 
Hadassah Hospital. Yeah, but we uh, we never did it. Anyway, this was a fun podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, speak to you next week. Uh, have a great week, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Yala Israel. Send your questions by email at yalaisraelpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at yalaisraelpodcast. This podcast was made possible with the help of Leia Kramer, our editor, Elliot Musses, our musician, and Shai Aloni, our cover art designer.